Chris Watkin back again with Gemma Noonan, who is the Development Director for Gigs & Co, Gigs Group. Uh, thanks for joining me today, Gemma. The question I want to ask you is, women in a state agency, talk to me. <laughs> There are some amazing women in the state agency. I think generally women in any career that I've had, um, any industry that I've worked as part of, generally have less confidence than men. And I think the, you know, people talk about imposter syndrome and I see that. I see that in myself and I see that with most of the women that I work with. Don't men suffer from imposter syndrome? I'm sure they probably do. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's fair to say, you know, there's that thing and I don't know whether there's any research behind this, but, you know, if there's a job description and an advertisement, men are mo more likely to apply for it and they're more likely to say they tick all 10 boxes. A woman's less likely to apply for it if she thinks maybe she you know, tips five nine. or six. Yeah, or maybe even nine. nine. Yeah, I'm, oh, yeah. I've got the last one, yeah. so I won't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I will just say for the record, would I ask the same question if a man was sat there? No, I wouldn't. Are you offended in any way by me asking that question? No, I'm not. Do you know what? Should I, I ask it in a different way? Not for me, you don't need to. <laughs> but we're all different. Okay. Um, I would have probably started out my career wanting to, you know, and I think I did, you know, I'm there doesn't matter that I'm female first, you know, I'm not being discriminated against, you know, I, I very much started off, I think, with a view that I'd been at school, you know, I hadn't felt like I'd been treated differently. And why was it going to be any different in my career? So I think I very much started off not seeing a difference between men and women. Okay. Was that because of the way you were brought up? Possibly, yeah, possibly. Yes, probably, actually, because my mum was a very strong, um, funnily enough, was an estate agent. And, you know, I, you know, she had a massively strong work ethic. And I think I, I you, saw her being a strong woman. Do you think women make, and I'm making a very generalised statement here, mm. do you think women aren't make better estate agents? Um, and if so, what do they bring to the party? I think they make better gigs estate agents in the sense that what we're looking for is someone who's got emotional intelligence and can build relationships. Um, but, but, that is, but that sounds like good old fashioned estate agency to me. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. No. Where do you, where, do, what do you think you, you mentioned emotional intelligence uh, or e, I think they call it EQ, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what do you think that brings to the party? Just the ability to empathise with people, I think, you know, to be able to... Moving house is a stressful thing to do. And if you can make people feel that you understand, and actually, if you can actually show that you do, because you do, because it's there, um, that makes a massive difference to people. What do you think men could... Is it something that men who are probably not, you know, the classic estate agent, let's get the, let's get the houses sold, let's get the deals, it's all, you know putting pictures of houses on the market with an exchange on it, market share graphs, waving their willies, or whatever women <laughs> wave. But, but do you think that's good estate agency? Mm, I think, again, it comes back to your vision, and right? You know, so if that is what you want from your business, <coughs> then who's to argue with that, you know? Mm. You need to be true to you. Um, and that's why I answer, you start answering your question by saying, you know, what we're looking for in our group is the emotional intelligence, the ability to build relationships. So can we make a statement that women have, that simple fact is women have higher EQ skills, don't they, than men? In my experience, yep. Therefore, and EQ skills are vital for estate agents, 
therefore, but by definition, they make better estate agents. Yeah. Okay, but then many ladies, women have been sat on that sofa and we have the guilt complex of juggling the house, children, yeah. husbands, because let's be honest, all men are just child, just grown up. <laughs> how, how, how have you, I mean, how do you deal with all that? And what advice would you give to people watching? Yeah, so mum guilt is definitely a thing. It's definitely real. Um, my advice would be don't try to have it all because you can't. You have to make sacrifices. Um, and also you need to live authentically as you. And, and again, comes back to values. You know, I, I do a, I'm a full-time mum. I, so full-time, not no. I'm a full-time worker. I work full-time. I have two children. How old are your kids? Um, they are 11 and 9. Okay. Um, I have a sport. I row, quite a competitive sport. Um, needs practice. Um, and I am now governor at two schools in my local area. And some people would say, well, she's crazy. <laughs> but my values are helping people. <laughs> so I do those things and have less time at home. Maybe, you know, I certainly am not at home with my kids you know, after school. Um, and, but that's, you know, that is in line with my values. I help the people that I work with and I, you know, I like to be out helping in the community. But don't you have any guilt? The fact is that you, you, you should be at home with your kids or should you be at home with your kids? Yeah, I do absolutely feel guilty. And, you know, I'll go through periods where I'll think, right, I'm not doing anything this weekend. What are we going to do kids? You know, or I'll rush home from rowing to make pancakes to make up for the fact that I wasn't there when they woke up. But do this you morning. think? Do you think that they they they're feeling that loss? Because I remember as a child, you didn't think that way. My, yeah, my no, father exactly. Was, yeah, I never saw my father yeah. as a child. Yeah. a child. And it's you know, it's I I think there's a massive double standard in the world that says you know that that that's not an issue. And yet, if I work full time, there are probably people out there looking at okay. me saying she's, you know, she's not as good a parent, mum as she could be. Well, there's plenty of parents that will spend time with their kids, but all they do is throw them on an iPad and they go on with that. And, I, you know, I went back after I had my first child, I went back to work after five months. And it, there was a part of me that felt like an awful mum doing that. But I could also see other mums who had kids at the same time as me doing exactly that. You know, they were talking about what was on this morning and all the rest of it. And... You know, we all make choices. I like to think that when I'm with my kids, I'm there and I'm present. What advice would you give to men watching this whose who's other half is wanting to be career driven? What, what can they do to help? I think men have got to see parenting as a, a job that requires both parents. Team sport. Absolutely. Yeah, great way. Yeah, <laughs> team sport. I, you know, my husband is self-employed. He takes the kids to school every morning, um, which means that I don't need to be there if I, you know, if I'm starting meetings at eight o'clock in the morning, which is amazing. You know, I have a support network. My mum is very present in my kids' lives. My husband can, you know, between us, we make it work. And, and, and in my opinion, in 2022, that's how it should be. One final point um, I want to talk to you about is... How frustrated are you that, that women are seen as, a lot of women are seen as bossy and feisty and trying to be more of a man than a man in a man's world? Mm. Yeah, it, it, that is frustrating. Um, I think I, you know, I know that people see me as being assertive. I'm not sure whether they ever use the word assertive to describe 
my male colleagues or Matt, who I would say is more assertive than me. Um, there is a, there was a study done, um, and Sheryl Sandberg talks about this. There's a brilliant um, uh, TED talk about this that Sheryl Sandberg did, and she talks about a business. Um, the Columbia Business School did a study, and they had a, a written paper that had been written by a lady called Heidi Rosen. And they gave it to two groups of students, one with the name Heidi on it and one with the name Howard on it. And then they asked for feedback about these two this, this one study. Um, and the students genuinely thought Howard was a nice guy and made his points well. Um, they found, and, and I think there were comments around, you know, they'd like to go for a drink with Howard, whereas they didn't find the same with Heidi. They found her to be somewhat aggressive and to not make her points as well. And there you go. There you have it in a, you know, in a, in one study, the reality of the world <laughs> that I live in and that I have seen, which is that, you know, women are seen, yeah, as being bossy or assertive, sometimes aggressive for probably saying and doing things. That if it came out of a man's mouth. So how do we change that? I mean, I... I think we've got to, and I hate to say this because when I was that 20-year-old girl starting out my career, I wouldn't have said I needed to be positively discriminated for. Um, but I think we do need to encourage female employees. We do need to encourage them into management positions. We need to encourage them to have a say. Um, I worked with a business recently, actually, where they, the management team was all male. Everyone that had a role managing people was a man. And they had proactively chosen to put someone on their management team. She didn't manage any people, um, but they recognised the skills and what she brought to their team. And actually, that even though she wasn't managing people, a lot of people saw her as a mentor um, and she had a lot of influence, positive influence with people. And I just thought that was great. And I think more, you know, if women aren't as confident, and if they're not going to put themselves forward for management positions, we need to do something to make sure that their skills are Okay, used so the responsibility from the employer's side, surely the responsibility has to come from every woman watching this as well by actually trying to dispose of the, not, not get rid of completely, imposter syndrome and being driven. I mean, you mentioned the word mentors. Has anyone mentored you in the past? Yeah, I've never had formal mentoring, I wouldn't say, but I've had lots of strong female um, role models in my career that I've benefited from, for sure. So I've, you know, HR directors who were... I mean, that's the thing. I come from HR, which is typically female-driven. And so I've worked for HR directors. Um, I work with um, the lady that taught me to become an executive coach. You know, I she's amazing. You know, and I see people with brilliant skills who are females and they're leading their own businesses or they're leading teams and I know I can do it and I knew I could do it. I am, people think I'm very confident. I'm one of those people where people think I'm very confident and I'm not, but there, there's kind of a, because I've, one of my values is achieve. I've always wanted to achieve things in my career and my personal life. In order to do that, I accept I have to go out of my comfort zone in order to do things. And I'm very lucky that I've been pushed out of my comfort zone by some people. It just so happens Matt now does that with me as well. So I've always had people around me 
And so, yeah, I would say if you've got a woman in your team that you know could be doing more, encourage her to go out of her comfort zone, encourage her to do things that maybe she doesn't realise she can do because all she needs is to do it to prove to herself that she can. Thank you for your time today. Thank <laughs> you.